Hey, this is PJ Souls, and you are totally listening to Nightmare Junkhead. Woo! Keep listening. Weaving in and out of your consciousness like a bad dream you can't wake from, this is the Nightmare Junkhead Podcast, a horror podcast that can do a mean little two-step at the drop of a synthesized beat. My name is Greg D. I'm Genius McGee. And on today's episode, we stocked up on beef jerky and Funyuns <laughs> as we headed to Chicago to see the one and only John Carpenter perform live. Yeah, you guys had a good show. <laughs> but before we get into that game, let me remind you we're part of the phenomenally frightening Phantom Podcast Network. Phantom. And you can find all of our past episodes along with a host of other horrific horror podcasts at downrightcreepy.com. Or if you're like me and you like to listen to us on the go, simply search for Nightmare Junkhead in your iTunes or SoundCloud app, hit subscribe, and when we drop our latest episode, it will download directly to your listening device of choice. All up in your road trip hole. The road trip hole it is. And so on an episode this big, we wanted to bring in someone special here. And obviously, this is a, a friend of the podcast. You yeah. can read his work over at BoomHowdy.com, or you can listen to him on the Media Rewind podcast. Welcome back to Nightmare Junkhead, Dustin Pryor. Hi, guys. How's it going, man? It's good, man. So good. this has been an episode a year in the making, basically. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> something that we anticipated like a while ago never came together, and now ultimately it happened it finally. Fucking glorious. It too. was glorious. John Carpenter himself. So before we even get into the trip itself, John Carpenter Live, I kind of wanted to talk about the importance of music into movies, yeah. especially with horror. Absolutely. In terms, of, in terms of the importance of the score and how they kind of tie into the films. Well, shit. Look at uh, speaking of John Carpenter himself. He showed a, a video, um, the screening of uh, Halloween without any music, and everybody's like, "Oh, this is some bullshit." Yeah, exactly. And then the next thing, and like, okay, you guys want some music? <laughs> you know. And sure enough, we have that fucking classic right yeah, there. Yeah, it truly makes or break the film. Mm-hmm. And so that being said. Being able to experience that live, I never thought in a million years you would be able to go see John Carpenter perform his 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 hits, if right. you will, which is such a weird thing to say, John Carpenter's hits. And I couldn't believe how many he had. I mean, not not notwithstanding, you know, the the amount of hits that he has, but the amount of the, the set list was huge. I mean, yeah. because while I was covering it for Boom Howdy, I mean, I, I was sitting there, you know, typing on my phone. I, I, I felt like a total ass because, you know, I'm sitting there trying to enjoy the moment. I'm, I'm up there with you you guys but i'm also trying to type down the set list so i know what to write about right and i'm like you know the the phone kept flipping up and i'm like shit come on i hope hope jc doesn't see me and kick me out <laughs> hey no phone's loud buck security buck y'all don't have to ask your ass to leave you fucking dildo instead of actually pointing out people for having fun he's just pointing kicking out people, out, kicking them out 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 <laughs> there's like three people left in the venue <laughs> he's like fuck you fuck you you're cool fuck you <laughs> So I guess I can start it out by saying I'm fortunate enough now to have seen him twice. Um, our our initial trip was going to go down to Colorado last year, mm-hmm. and then the venue canceled. Yeah. Yeah. And then I, I hightailed it down to Dallas where I got to see him live. And it, again, it was just completely bittersweet seeing him without my friends there. But it was kind of a, just an awe. It was a yeah. life-changing experience. <laughs> and so seeing him then with you guys, to me, that made the trip worth it it made just the, the the long drive there everything in between so i mean ultimately before we get started what was your how were you anticipating this because i know i told you everything about what i saw 
but we still kind of, you know, we, what was it like for you? What was the buildup? First off, I got to give you huge props, man, because you were the marathon man behind yeah, the wheel. Were. No. Yeah, I you mean, were. Greg, it, Greg didn't change out at all. I mean, he did the whole thing by him, you know, solo. Yeah. I mean, and and nary, genius and I were nary, just nary a around. peep. Nary a complaining peep. So. It's, what, it's why you let an introvert drive. <laughs> well, except for the, what, what did he call the shit burglars? <laughs> Move it or lose it, shit burglars. Hey, you know what? When inspiration hits, you got to strike was, while the iron's glorious. hot there. It was glorious. Um, no, speaking of expectations going into it, you know what my expectations were. I wanted the Carpenterettes, and I was still a little disappointed that there were no Carpenterettes, you know? Like, now it's time to kick it. And then, like, here comes, like, Michael Myers. Booty, short booty shorts and overall Michael Myers. Dun, 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 dun. You guys ready for nada? And then, like, you know, dang, comes out to, they got the sunglasses on. And, like, for everything, just the Carpenterettes. Or like you said, like at, during Halloween, like do like a uh, uh, Iron Maiden, like big giant, oh, giant inflatable shape. shape. <laughs> like this is the devil when fully inflated is very scary, you know. And just I inflated like, it six times, right? <laughs> Have him come out of like the the fu- the fucking mirror, like Prince of Darkness. That'd be dope. That would or be a kind fog. of amazing. Just come out of a fog, like. Because it is a, it's not a minimal stage show by any means, but mm-hmm. man, that would definitely add to some of the theatrics. I never even thought about that. That'd yeah. be kind of. A, hopefully, if he tours again, they just add, they keep maybe adding to just the stage show. Bigger and bigger, bigger and bigger. Like there's gonna be pyrotechnics and fucking belly dancers and all kinds of crazy <laughs> shit. The ghost of Buck Flowers are gonna animatronic. The, it's gonna, gonna be Walt like Coachella. Dis- yeah, they're gonna walk <laughs> Disney his ass just like <laughs> Buck Flower Coachella. It's all like right, yeah, so let's kick it. And he's just dancing around, bunch of fuckers you don't know how to dance. They break it down. I hope JC, you're listening to this because that would just be so golden to add to that. I would love to see just the kind of the advancements of the stage show because honestly, though, it's kind of a celebration of both his music and, and the movies, movies right? Yeah. Because what you get is you get like kind of a greatest hits behind every scene, uh, which every song. Yeah. What were you kind of anticipating, Dustin? Uh, you know, honestly, I went into it kind of dry, not expecting much. Um, I know that you had, you had hyped it up huge. I mean, you you had the opportunity to see him down in I think Dallas. It was in Dallas. Yeah, after the the, the fiasco with Colorado. Um, but I mean, honestly, I was just happy to be there with you guys yeah. because I mean, if if I would have saw if I would have seen that alone. I mean, I'm I'm big into the music piece of it, but I don't think I would have traveled, you know, w- without you guys. Um, just for the simple fact that I mean, I mean, I've got all the albums and right. all the digital downloads and whatnot. I mean, I could listen to it at home, but the the experience of seeing and and this was the best part of it. While you know, I, I make the joke about flipping through my phone and whatnot, but I turn to my right and, and Greg is standing next to me, and Genius is standing next to Greg. I turn over to my right at one point and I see you fucking completely rocking the fuck out. I yeah, mean, you were tearing it up, dude. Big ass cheesy ass smile, and you would have thought that we were at like fucking Megadeth or Slayer with the way he was fucking headbanging. And yeah, I, I look yeah, over at hardcore. I look over at Genius and I see him have his phone up. In like one of the the, <laughs> the epic debacles, your your flash was on. Yeah. And yeah, right when you got ready to take the picture, you could see the flash, and all of a sudden, I see you grab the phone and throw it down in your pocket, and you're just sitting there smiling, throwing up the devil horns, and I'm like, <laughs> like nobody saw you. That was just so funny. I was just trying to be slick. No, but you're 100 percent right, dude. It's it was about the the camaraderie, you yeah. know. Uh, I was taking a road trip and like fucking palling around. Well, yeah. and when I went originally, I didn't know if he would ever tour again. Right. That was the first time. And it, apparently, you know, he had enough of a 
following there well, that it, he decided to do it again. The last time it was it was it the Lost themes or was it the antho- it was the Lost it was themes the Lost tour. themes, but he also played a lot of the stuff from the movies. It okay. was mostly of the movies itself. So maybe um, if he maybe he'll go tour again if he uh, has another I anthology so. two or something. I hope so. So we got Lost we, themes three maybe. Yeah, that'd be kind of cool. Yeah, because there are other themes because a lot of the stuff that he plays are the main themes. But right. There's so many offshoots because Christine has a couple of great offshoots that like I still would like to hear. We still haven't heard Halloween three yet. Right. Chariot of the Pumpkins or anything like that. But I will say when we arrived in Chicago, we got to the Aragon Ballroom and right away in terms of my experience, number one being with you guys, it was huge. But the venue itself, the one I saw down in Dallas was very much like the Midland Theater here in Kansas City. It was very proper structured a sit-down venue Mm -hmm. so when i saw him i was in a seat just kind of moving back and forth enjoying myself here at the aragon man i mean it was a wide open general floor it was a lot like the madrid here here in the city exactly and it was cool i mean like the whole mezzanine was sweet looking had that cool like double themed uh cabana ish thing yeah and then the the ceiling was was like the the cosmos cosmos was it made the whole night really surreal yeah. It was really cool. The aesthetic was good. And then when we came in, there was a DJ up on stage. He now, fucking killed it, dude. Normally, and I'm not going to lie, normally when I see DJ, DJs up on stage, I'm like, oh, it's that whole thing. But man, as you said, he killed it. He played horror themes. like So, so when we walk in, we, number one, we got a chance. Uh, Katie Glidewell, a.k.a. the blonde in front, you uh-huh. heard her on the podcast. We saw her immediately. So we got to see her, which was great. Mm-hmm. But then you were you're like the little hairs on your neck were going. You're like, dude, I think I think that's the visitor. And I'm like, nah, that's not the visitor theme. They're not that good. And What's then sure enough, da 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 Oh, I, my eyes just lit. I was like... <gasps> you were you were karate kicking. You were so happy. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I, I was just about to say that to all your listeners. If, you ever, if you've ever seen Genius out in public where he gets really fucking hype about something, he does like the, the karate the kick. The yeah. there. It's just, he, he does the karate kick and starts Elvis. punching. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Well, they did. He played the freaking main theme from The Visitor. Yeah, so so good. That was such. I think that was the best way to start the evening. It uh-huh. was almost like yeah. a greeting to us. Right. Yeah. It was like, hey, you guys from Kansas City. I know you like The Visitor. <laughs> right. But on, and then it hit. <laughs> and then, like right after that, was the disco. The, yeah, the disco. The disco theme. theme from Friday Three. It was perfect. Fuck Shelly. It was <laughs> so good. <laughs> they even played the the party theme from uh, Miss Forty Five as well. Yeah. So the dude was spinning crazy records. In fact, we'll give a shout out to uh, it was Brick and Brack Records. Uh huh. That and that store was dope. Yes, it that was. was. That dude was. was super cool. Yeah, too, it was. Man. You know, he was we, super we kind of fanboyed it up there when when we went to see him. You know, because everybody was like, "Oh, we need to go check out this record store. Cool." And when he he was actually there, it was yeah. like weird. He was we're, a nice, humble dude. Yeah, yeah. we're like, "Dude, your set list killed it, and it's why we came here." And he goes, "Well, it looks like it worked." So, and it's uh, sad because apparently he uh, got kind of cut off right before he hit his, uh, his yeah Ender. His Ender was gonna be dope, Mister Sandman, uh-huh. yeah. which would have been a great little transition into you know JC's first opener. Yeah. Uh, um, but what's interesting is, I, to me, number one, the experience was so much better with you guys. But because we were able to stand and actually move around and yeah. feel the music, yes, that yeah. to me was made this this whole show so much better than Dallas. It's always so weird to go to concerts where you sit down. It's always like 
should I be watching a movie? I mean, like... Well, and Genius, you know this from knowing me for so long. I'm not a huge live music fan unless it's like jazz or hip-hop. Right. You know, so to be in that kind of environment, I mean, everybody was cool, but the energy that was in that crowd, I mean, nobody was, like, going, like, balls to the wall mm. crazy. But Except I mean, Greg. It w- <laughs> <laughs> and you, when the visitor came well, on. Oh, yeah. But it was just, it was a very, like, cool vibe Everybody, with everybody. Everybody was chill, and everybody was excited and happy to yeah. be there. And, like, nobody was like, yeah, man, I'm going to start a mosh pit and fuck shit up you know you really can't start a mosh pit at john carpenter no but i really was surprised there were a lot of people that just weren't i don't know maybe if they were just that chill but that was a little not put off by any means but there was just there were some people that were just not moving at all yeah which to me was kind of impossible because maybe I'll, that's just chicago maybe they don't have. move well that's just everywhere now every yeah. show i've been i've been to metal shows where the kids are just standing there their pockets in their you know hands in their pockets just not responding like come on guys Hipster Dude, you, metal, go, you, there go, you, go. you go out to fucking rock out that's what you do let man. the music exactly let the music play you don't get away <laughs> and so yeah and so i thought um just in kind of the spirit of we would go ahead and each of us choose a track that we thought really kicked, killed it live and we'd go ahead and play it here uh i do have have the um, um, themes here on on vinyl, kind of mm-hmm. like with what's the score? Not an official what's the score episode, right? It's a, but it's three a little most, tracks what's here. What's the score? Carpenter edition. So we thought we'd open it up here. And um, genius, this is your pool. Yeah. Uh, what did you want to hear on this one? Uh, Assault on Precinct Thirteen. The bass when oh, it that shook played, the fucking floor. Yes. That and then that was actually almost like our theme for the rest of the weekend. <laughs> It, yeah. I, I just couldn't get over how well that that particular song played live. The bass in that just was so like boom and so bombastic. I mean, it was almost a hip hop show. Yeah, I mean, just and, the and, amount and of bass. Huge props to the to the Aragon for putting that on the way they did because I mean, the, the way that the the theater is set up, you wouldn't think that the acoustics would be that great. No, it was. Oh, man. Yeah, no, and there was not a bad seat in the entire. Yeah. I mean, seat as we said, we were standing up, but there wasn't a bad space. And just like I said, the the bass on that one fucking rocked my side off and they showed vanilla twist that was the cool thing that was the cool thing about the thing uh they oh, they showed like all the deaths yeah. in all the movies it was like a greatest <laughs> hits death collection and if you notice that actually elicited a cheer from everyone yeah when it happened no when they like when they showed like the vanilla twist everyone was like yeah they showed vanilla twist you know pew, pew. So, <laughs> so let's hear a little bit of assault on precinct 13 by john carpenter
so fucking Ugh. good, man. God Ooh. damn. I've got chills. It's it was so good to see it live and so good to hear it. I mean that by far the baseline of that is like I mean I was we, we, while we were listening I'm like just picturing driving down the road just rocking out dude. That's probably like that's John Carpenter's uh, fat beats. <laughs> that's his bass. Let the bass drop. You know? It's beats really by JC. <laughs> well, that's also that's the uh, Africa Boombata. Yeah, actually, mm-hmm. it's yeah. I was gonna say that. it's perfect for sampling. I'm surprised more hip hop artists don't sample more JC. I mean, I can picture Wu Tang doing it just because the RZA got fucking range like a scud missile. I'm surprised they haven't actually yeah. just mm-hmm. in terms of their canon that they do. They're because they're such nerds as it is. Oh, fuck yeah, yeah, they are. I'm surprised they haven't done it with Big Trouble in Little China. Yeah. I mean, that's a screams Wu Tang Clan. And you know? honestly, that so the one of the things that I loved the first time I saw him was all the banter that was going on that he had with his audience. <laughs> So the first time, <laughs> it was a charming, it was great, but you could tell it was very, and it was kind of still scripted this time, but it, it changed. Not only did the set list change yeah. when I saw him in Dallas, but his little banter and his bit with uh, Big Trouble. Do you remember how he opened that one? Yeah, he goes, I was talking to my friend Jack, and they asked me. And of course, everyone goes, yeah! <laughs> asked me if he paid his dues. And I, he said, of course. The and then everyone's che- like, the, the check, check is, is in the mail. mail. It was great. <laughs> it was so great. And speaking of his banner, he is an adorable little old man. It's ridiculous how cute he is. That's the thing that struck me the first time I saw him was, number one, how much fun he was having. Yeah. And the fact that he is adorable. He's yeah. so adorable. You don't expect John Garver, the master of horror, to it, be like cute. And, you're like, you're so get- cute, dude. Because he's just sitting there like. Just rocking, just back, rocking and forth. back and forth. The little JC two The JC shimmy, the points, the whole like point. And then he threw out the rock fist like, hey. Now that was new. He did not raise the horns <laughs> that first tour. At least at Dallas he didn't. People went ape shit when he did like rock and roll. And it was like, yeah, rock and roll. <laughs> Maybe Chicago's a more metal crowd. I don't know. Possibly, man. I don't know, man. But it worked so yeah, well. Yeah, man. And oh, can, can we get the man a, a sponsorship with Wrigley's? <laughs> I mean, the, he chewed so much I, fucking gum. It was he, Ridiculous. I think he chewed more gum during this concert than I have in my life. I understand he's a chain smoker and he's got like oral fixation or whatever right. it is. But a but, new a new I mean, stick and like every other song, every every new song was a new stick. Yeah, of gum. he had to have like a spittoon next to him yeah. to, to keep all the yeah. the and he would gum he back. would point it out every time in between. Yeah. So he'd show it to like, the crowd. There you go, guys. Uh, it's like <laughs> Nicorette presents John Carpenter in Chicago, <laughs> or, like, or 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 John Carpenter at Wrigley Field. Ooh. Ah. Breaking out the uh, national anthem on the sim. Just puts Jimi Hendrix's to dun, shame. Dun, 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 Starts putting, makes it catch on fire. You just see John Carpenter doing that shit with his fingers. In the, but, nation, in the nation of madness. <laughs> well, I think what's interesting, though, is the fact that he's touring with a six-piece band. Mm-hmm. And... I'm not going to say it's overkill, but I do like the excess of it because there are, like, for example, Assault on Precinct 13, there are plenty of, uh, that basically involved the synth and the drums. Yeah. The bass and the guitar really kind of set out on it. Yeah. But it made it sound so well, the full band. Mm-hmm. I mean, just like, that. the bass added the bass. The drum added, like, a lot of, like, timber, and mm-hmm. it was just so good. It was good. And so the next track that we're going to hear is the one that I think, and it's kind of my, my selection here, and it's the one I think that actually utilizes everyone in the band the most and it's the one that when i saw him the first time i was like holy shit this theme plays so well live with a six-piece band uh because he does have two there's two synthesizers keyboards Mm -hmm. two guitar players a bassist and a drummer love it just the excess but 
In the Mouth of Madness to me plays yeah. so yeah. goddamn well. It was, really it was great. It's a rocker. That's the one that I was. I wasn't headbanging it full on, but I was in my little. Let's put it this way. I was even. He you had to have rock out space. I had yeah, my little shoulder length uh, legs parted there. You know, there was a reason I was doing that, and it was for that reason. And to me, this is the one that just kicks so much ass live. And it's kind of like a a bad version, not a bad version, a JC version of uh, Enter Sandman. I know a lot of people kind of claim that when it first came out. And I know also that it's initially one of those themes that not a lot of people really enjoyed right. because he was going away from the synth-heavy scores. But, but it worked, and it sounded good, yeah. too. It does work really well. So the next one we're going to hear, guys, is In the Mouth of Madness. And then they even showed that freaky uh, kid on the bike. Yeah, that that was a little unnerving. I was telling you, on the whole way out there, man, <laughs> if we saw a little kid on a bike turn all of a sudden yeah, old, we're, we're, we're going, going home. <laughs> We're going turn and turn this fucker around. Chicago right. be right. damned. Yeah, <laughs> I, I want to see your music. I don't want to live your music, JC. So, <laughs> do you go to John Carpenter concerts? <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, that so one good. Yeah, that one played really good with the full band, and you know what? So did uh, Big Trouble. Yeah, Big Trouble. Did really Big Trouble good. did really good with the full band too, because it has. There's a lot of meat to that song, and yeah. So you're 100 percent right, dude. The guitars and like his guitar is kicked ass. 
His guitarist is great. He's like, ladies and gentlemen. It's, like, it's his godson, Ray Davies. Yeah. Yeah. And a huge props to his kid, man. His oh, Cody? kid was Cody killing killed the it, keyboard. Dude, on lead synthesizer. And that's another thing I think that's important to talk about is Cody, I think, does the majority of the work yeah. here, mm-hmm. which is good by me because I think JC maybe plays a total of six notes the entire <laughs> concert. He plays the important stuff. Right. Yes. <laughs> but you know what? He's earned it. Yeah. I'm glad. Oh, yeah. Oh, absolutely. Oh, yeah. Gives him more opportunity, I think, to actually point everyone out and do the little shimmy on the two Chew step. gum, dance a little bit, bring out the carpenterettes. Yeah. So what did you guys think of the Lost Themes material? Because I think for a lot of people, when I saw them originally, it was almost like if like a band is playing their new stuff and everyone right. goes to the Play bathroom. The exactly. <laughs> what did you guys think? How did that play live for you? They were so good. Vortex, oh. that was great. Well, in the visuals behind the Lost Themes, I mean, yeah. because all of the themes he played, you know, snippets of the movies and whatnot, but behind, I think it was Vortex was like the raining rainbow light behind it was just awesome. And he even opened up, he's like, you know, this is from uh, the Lost Themes and this is from the movies that cre- or exist in your, in your mind. mind. Yes. Right? Yeah. And it worked because like I was listening and I was like seeing all these different like, you know, John Carpenter-esque movies in my mind. It was great. And, and the way he spaced them too, they were like great little palate cleansers. Right. Because it was like, you know, the, I, I've got the set list, you know, Escape from New York, Assault on Precinct 13, Village of the Dam, The Fog, and then Lost Themes. Yeah. <laughs> and then They Live and Starman, The Thing, Distant Dream from The Lost oh, Themes. Distant Dream. That's my <laughs> jam. That was great. I love yeah. that one. The, he picked the, there's some great Lost Themes to just really compliment. And those the, are the ones they can really riff on a little bit more because they are fully functional songs. Mm-hmm. Um, Because there are some songs and themes in there that I think play well, but they're they're, in terms of live, I'm not really sure how well they translate into a live crowd because there are some that really take the mood and love the energy down, yeah. which is probably a good thing because right. you can't be you know performing at 11 the entire time. Oh, but Halloween got everybody pumped up. Oh, Hall- Jesus, Halloween got was everybody nuts. pumped up. That was insane. So when he originally introduced it in Dallas, he opens up he to int- the little banter and there's like you know. Um, I make horror movies and everyone loses their shit. <laughs> yeah, you do, John. <laughs> but he's like, you know, horror movies will live forever. Yeah, John, they will. And then he breaks into that. This one was so weird. It was crazy. He goes, this is a love story. And, like, and I'm like, okay. we're all like, okay, what is it? And then the do do do. And like, right? what the hell? Okay. That's an interesting read on Halloween. Because it wasn't even like a like horror movie. No, like it's a love story. Ding, 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 kind of makes you think of the movie again. I guess so. In a different I mean, lens. Like, and I even mentioned familiar, it. Uh, family love, I guess. Maybe there's something with the new remake that, or the, the sequel that they're putting out. Ooh. Maybe. Planting a seed early, perhaps. Yeah. yeah. I'm not sure. You've heard it here first. Yeah. <laughs> but you mentioned the set list. There's four new songs that they played that they didn't play last time. And it was uh, the theme from Village of the Day. Damn, I love that one. That yeah. one played well. And also, just in terms of a lot of Buck Flowers. Every Buck time, Flower was, was all over. everywhere. Every time a movie with Buck Flowers in there, he would like play. And every time the death, oh, and his death in Village of the Dam was so good when he impales himself on the broom. It was like the crash test dummy, the Buck Flower. It was movie. so good. It's like, I need more Buck in my life. It's like, you can't have enough Buck. It's, it's, it's not like, don't even just give him the cameo. Give him, you know, the part where he falls on the broomstick. It's right. just like, you don't right. even give him the, the FaceTime. He's just like the death. No, he in that movie, he's like, you little rat bastard. I know what you're up to. He gives he gives those kids hell for like about two minutes before they make them like do a reverse witch and just like 
<laughs> Durwood. <laughs> right? So, like, yeah. No. And I'll be honest, it made me... I'm going to go see... Uh, I haven't seen Village of the Damned in a long time, but I'm going to go watch it again because I also forgot freaking Mark Hamill is in that flick uh, as well. I, I didn't forget Mark Hamill's in there. Mark Hamill's Mark Hamill. He's fucking great. And then, uh, speaking of Mark Hamill, the he opened his encore with a new track, and this was the one that's on the 45 of the album, but the theme from Body Bags. Yep. I know. That was great. I even heard people like, what movie is this? We it's had, like, there dude, was, yeah. Body Bags. Yeah, there was a dude in front of us, a little crew, and they saw us rocking out, and they're like, what's this one from? And I was like, oh, this is Body Bags. And mm-hmm. I was like, okay. So hopefully they went and saw it out. Yeah. Uh, we had a chance. We screened uh, the eye segment uh, with our little nerdoween that we did with the anthologies, mm-hmm. Tobey Hooper's, uh, but it, that one played well live. I thought that one was a nice surprise. Yeah, it did. Yeah, it did. Now, the yeah. one that I thought was interesting, that I thought changed the mood a little, I didn't mean to cut you off. No, there. you're no. fine, man. Uh, was the uh, Santiago yep. from Vampires. I was just about to mention that one. That was cool, man. It was cool, but it was a di- it was a weird vibe. It but was. it was it was still really cool to see, and I love the way he he's like, especially like the little movies behind him. They mm-hmm. always ended on one of the best shots in the entire movie, like when they yeah. live with Nada flipping him off uh, in Halloween, the whole head tilt thing. He ended with that in Vampires when they pull up and he's up on the thing and the yep, bed. yeah, the that was the coolest scene. So yeah, it was. And then we also got what I really liked was kind of a weird one-two punch of non-John Carpenter composed uh, themes. The first one was Jack Nietzsche and Starman, which that one played really well because that's a nice... It's eerie but loving. Mm-hmm. And that's another one I really need to see again. I haven't seen that movie in forever. No, yeah, it's been forever. It's, it's been I mean, it, it, it has been so long since time. I saw that movie. It was like when I first started up, I was like, I forgot. have I seen this? Right, like that. <laughs> oh, yeah, it's Karen Allen. You know, it's like... <laughs> And that's uh, the, I oh think yeah, that's, it's Marion Crane. That's, and I think that's the only one, uh, any film that John Carpenter's been associated with that was actually uh, nominated for an Oscar as well yeah. with Jeff Bridges' performance, yeah. which is quite good. But then you transition into his other Alien movie, which is also a, a theme that's not composed by JC, but you have Ennio Morricone channeling John Carpenter yeah. with the theme, the main theme from the theme. The main theme from the theme. <laughs> the, main Say theme that from the, the main theme from the thing. The, the main thing for the And that theme. one is so atmospheric and just leaden and layered. I love that one live. Let me in, McCready. I'm all right. Well, that and Greg nerded out because his man was up on screen. Yeah, okay. Kurt. Yeah. Anytime Kurt was up there. Well, I like, kind of, I, I fucking, I was real, 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 real for Brimley. I was like, oh, it's him. It's diabetes. And so, <laughs> sugar, blood sugar. Right? Sugar off I'm telling you, that's what they need to do. They need to come over with the Wilford Brimley thing blood test kit. So, like, when you check your blood sugar, if you got diabetes, then like, you have to heat up a little <laughs> copper and put it in the blood. Uh, it looks like it got the beatus. <laughs> and it was great also. Just you really makes you appreciate all the Robotine's work in there as well. Because mm-hmm. that's basically what the th- it was a it was the greatest hits of, of, the, oh of God. the monster of the thing. And it was so cool. It does play well. But now you mentioned the little one uh in the set list, and this is the next track. In fact, what is was the one you're gonna choose here, Dustin? Oh, I I had to choose They Live. And it's just because it's 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 so antithetical carpenter. I mean it's more of a you know, a Western almost. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's yeah. it's so out of the out of the keyboard synthy pop kind of stuff. Yes. And it's just well, I'm I'm a huge wrestling fan anyway. So I mean, Roddy Roddy <laughs> Piper is one of my faves. But it's like it, it's just awesome just to see it. You know, and again to see Roddy Piper up on screen. I mean, and it was great. I think a lot of us actually put the middle finger up at mm-hmm. that last shot there. Mm-hmm. But I think again with the stage banter and everything, and he did this in Dallas. But they kick into it live, and it burner. Yeah, they all stop. What did they do? They put on the glasses. glasses. And everybody lost their shit, too. He's like, like, yeah! 
and, and consume. I mean, this is your god. It was and, great. And the best part, you know, the best part about the 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 whole thing for me is that Carpenter's not you know just crazy over the top. You know, oh, we're gonna put on the glasses now. You know, it's just like subtle little stuff. Yeah. And it's like pointing yeah, uh, <laughs> pointing at Cody and like let's put the glasses on. Yeah. Like, okay. Cool. first lesson on how to play the tambourine by john carpenter we're gonna get the blues well i woke up this morning saw it turn on my tv that that was an alien i need glasses to see you know it's just like <laughs> was that an original oh, there yeah, genius yeah, that was, was pretty damn good yeah so no yeah i it's it's so it's bluesy yeah, it's, it's super it's bluesy exactly and i like it. it when he gets to add that little yeah it just adds to the coolness of it and that's another one that's just a good Driving doom, beat, man. Just a little pacing beat, boom. man. Mm-hmm. Boom, and that's boom. why I was surprised by so many people not going along. With, again, even if you're not rocking out, that's fine. But at least move to the beat. Right. I didn't understand why people weren't doing that. It didn't take me out by any means. But I noticed it. I'm like, come on, guys. Yeah. Yeah, it didn't take me out of my game Carpenter. at all. Nah, I was fucking rocking out. And I'm surprised you didn't point at us. I, I think <laughs> like, And I actually told you out. at one point, Greg, I thought I got a cramp in one of my calves from stomping my foot so damn hard. You couldn't help but like, boom, boom, boom. It was so good. I mean, you couldn't help but move and like you're right it's weird to see people just kind of stagnant there because like it just made you want to like down 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 you know even if you're just doing the jc two-step you need right. to respond mm-hmm. and right. react to it yeah i don't know so what were your what were some of your highlights for the entirety of the the concert itself uh i just loved 
the one the visitor thing. I mean, that was great. That just was a good such kickoff. A great way just to a start good like, everything. Shh. Um, just the whole just everybody like yeah when he comes out and he's like be careful out there, Christine maybe. I'm like yeah, <laughs> it was the, great. probably the best way to end anything like that. Um, they live live. Yeah, um, yeah. That, that was a huge highlight. Was that the one you were hoping that he played? Uh, not necessarily. I actually like the the pacing and the 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 symbol from uh, Assault on Precinct Thirteen. Oh, yeah. I mean, that's just yeah. that. I mean, because I listened to that probably four times on the way home, and I I, I it was got in, it was like an earworm, man. I got into it so much that l- literally we got home Saturday about six thirty ish. I watched the film right <laughs> after I got home from from the concert. So I was like, yeah. The way he opened it with escape, because he just came up. He didn't even. Go, there was no fr- no nope. thrills, no thrills. He didn't even say hello. I'm John Carpenter. He just came up. I mean, does he really gonna, need to though? No, no. But I mean, you know. if you came to the Aragon in, in Chicago and you're like, "Who's this old dude up on stage? Get right? the fuck out!" That's true. Well, that's what's funny. <laughs> he when didn't I, even say like, "Hello, Chicago." You know, just like, hey. well, when I saw Are him, you ready to rock? <laughs> When I saw him in Dallas, like I said, it was very much a sit-down theater. There were a lot of people that I think were like kind of like regular season ticket holders. I don't think they had a clue who John Carpenter was. Really? There were quite a few people like, who now who is this guy again? So it was interesting That's to insane. interplay with the crowd that we saw him where they all were us, basically, yeah. mm-hmm. for the most part. But Horror it, shirts as far as the eye can see. <laughs> a lot of John J.C. merchandise, people having it signed because he did the little VIP thing beforehand, mm-hmm. which I, you know, I'm I'm good without. I just need to experience it. One of these days, I would like to actually meet him and like have some, something signed, probably my Halloween poster. I was going to say, you've like, got PJ on that one. Yeah. But, um, yeah. just nah, like, get him to sign your arm and then have it tattooed. There you go. And do you, God, Mr. Carpenter, you're with me forever. Do you listen to Lost Things? Like, okay, cool. But seeing him on an elevated stage, just all of that, like you said, there was not a bad seat in the house. Mm-hmm. It was probably, it was my favorite viewing of the two. And it wasn't even because you guys were there. It was because you guys were there, but also just having such an open environment, seeing our friend Katie there, just seeing people just have such a good time that, you know, he's brought us together with his movies yeah. and now he's doing it with his music. Yeah. It's just a cool vibe. I mean, just like you were talking earlier, it's just everybody was just happy. Even if they weren't moving, everybody was just super chill. Nobody yeah. was like, man, fuck you, start fighting and shit. And a nice little switch up too is when he played Santiago from Vampires, you know, everything was kind of blue lit with the mm-hmm. stage lighting and, and then everything was like, yeah, it was, yeah. everything was red and you know like an amber color it was really really cool though the way they lit the stage on that one but it was cool and the fog machine yeah during the fog perfect perfect uh but it was really cool when he played vampires and starman everybody was like ooh, it was great when you would get that reaction from people because like holy shit i didn't think we'd play that one Uh Uh, yeah for me it was village of the dam that was probably the biggest surprise just because it's showing up on the set list and it being so long since i'd seen it and her hearing it like that was fantastic he was like and then here's a movie, The Village of the Damned. And we're like, wow, it was neat. It was neat. And Buck, good old Buck. It was. It was uh, well worth the trip up there, man. And uh, hopefully he will tour again, maybe come around a little closer, because I think Kansas City would treat him well. I think so, too. Oh, yeah. We got a lot of theaters that would that would play very well for that. You know, because it wasn't it wasn't too cramped. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm not saying that it wasn't, you know, at capacity or anything, but that right. the Aragon was actually nice and airy. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know, it, it had plenty of space for everybody to move around. I mean. We got in and out of that place. I mean, what was it like? 15, 20 minutes to get into it. I mean, literally, it, it seemed was, a lot it, fucking longer. I mean, well, the way we were outside, and it was cold as shit. Yeah, but it was it was cold. But I mean, other than that, I mean, you got in and out of the theater fine. Yeah, I mean, coat check. I mean, you were the only one that wore a coat. Yeah, nerd. <laughs> How was the coat check? Free. 
Oh, there you go. Yeah. Can't beat free. So, yeah, yeah. That's good. So, yeah, I'm glad. I'm More than anything, I'm glad I got to experience it with you guys. That Us was probably too. the best thing there. Just being able to turn around and look and see, and again, the smile on your faces, your leg cramping, everything. That was wonderful. It was just that wonderful shared experience. Hey, and mm-hmm. did, did you know that Greg made a new friend? I mean, I would say Greg made a new friend outside the men's bathroom, but that sounds really weird. But no, we were standing out there. Oh, yeah, that, yeah. yeah, the guy comes oh, yeah. up. There's a ra- these two random dudes, they just come up and they just had smiles on their faces. And I was like, this was great, wasn't it? And again, I'm, I am an introvert. Yeah. So me engaging with other people outside of right. my friends was you. And we just immediately just started talking about the movies. And all right, guys, see you later. Good. Take it easy. And I was like, that's why I love yep. JC. That's yeah. why I love horror. Oh, yeah. Just that communal bring you together experience. It just shatters all barriers. It's a wonderful, wonderful thing. So There's you, no pretentiousness. I, I no, think that's the, the right. best thing I like about the horror community because, I mean, there for the longest time. I mean, I didn't watch horror movies. I mean, I kind of fell off. Mm-hmm. But, you know, getting back into Crypticon and, you know, going up to CJC, it's just like, Everybody was just really Hell, you're, the, you're the reason we know Katie. Yeah. You were the one that was our initial oh, yeah, intro. Yeah. yeah, from the Rotten Rolls booth. Yeah. Yeah. We would not know the blonde in front of her wasn't for Dustin. And she gives great hugs. She's yeah. awesome. Oh, she's no, phenomenal. Katie's wonderful. You guys make yeah. sure you're following out there on Facebook. Check she's, out the blonde in front. She's, she's smart. All over. She's funny. Yes. Yeah. And, so. she, and she picks out good pizza joints. Yeah, she does. <laughs> vegan, v- vegan cheese pizza joints. Yeah, I think that was your highlight of that the was, trip. I was JC. so excited because I'm like, man, I'm gonna go to Chicago and I can't eat any pizza because it's fucking <laughs> makes my stomach feel like the dump truck. But like, yeah, sure enough, vegan pizza and then zombie burger was tits Dude, too. I, yeah, I was about to say that. I think that was the most excited I saw you all trip. I mean, I, I went to wash my hands in the restroom and I come back out and Jesus like, goes vegan cheese. cheese! I was excited. I was so excited. I was so excited. Because fucking finding vegan cheese is a delicacy and a rarity in Kansas City, let alone when you're in Chicago, the home of pizza. Yeah. Like, to find parlors with, like, vegan cheese was, like, dope. Like, yep. Yeah. That's, like, that's like coming to Kansas City and not being able to eat ribs. It's like, right. Oh, man, What's what the, the point? Yeah. So thank you for Chicago for that. Thank you, Dustin. Thank you, Genius. Uh, thank you. It was a, a phenomenal Till road next trip. year. Right, right. Mm-hmm. Hopefully we get yeah. to experience it again. So uh, thank you for sitting in on this one, I appreciate Dustin. it, guys. Thank of you course. very much. Yeah. So, oh, excuse me. Goodness, been sick here. Heavens. Until next week, guys, uh, this is Greg D. And I'm Genius McGee. And we will see you in your dreams. 